Luke Davis and Ben Maloof with you for the Food and Wine Show on this Friday night, the 2nd of August, which also just happens to be International Beer Day for those playing at home. And for lovers of beer, Ben, the choice of beers, the, the number of different brands and styles available, it's actually really exciting at the moment. Absolutely. There's over 600 craft breweries in Australia. And when you think about the Australian beer landscape 20 years ago, it's going ahead in leaps and bounds. It's exploding. There's lots of great varieties and styles and flavours. So it's a really great industry to be a part of. But while it is really exciting as well, it's also quite confusing at times for the consumer out there to know hmm. who's making your beer, who owns the beer. We spoke about the massive sale of CUB last week to Asahi for what was it, sixteen billion? Lazy was it? for sixteen billion. Did you get a cut of that, Lou? Uh, no, I did not. Did uh, you? Uh, I didn't. But you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect you to share any of it with me anyway. It's happening at the top end, but it's also happening at the lower end mm. as well, isn't it? The beers that look and seem like craft beers, or or you know, in, in independent producers as well, they're actually owned and run by bigger breweries. Yeah, and look, I think there is this really big push in the industry to be able to identify what people are consuming and why they're consuming it because at the end of the day you know, punters don't want to be deceived they want to know what's going on if they still make a choice to go macro good and well to mm-hmm. them but they don't want to be deceived well, one man who's been vocal about all of this is pat mcinerney is the founder of, of sydney microbrewery willie the boatman and pat's been good enough to join us here in the studio on international beer day good evening to you cheers and happy international beer day guys i see you brought in the traditional international beer day gift yeah, beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> and a funny hat for later, but that's always <laughs> different. But before we, look, we, before we get onto the serious stuff, tell us about Willie the Boatman because it's a good, fun story. Absolutely. Look, it was started in 2012 with my mate Nick Newey. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just two fat dads from Tempe <laughs> who've, had, who've had a dream, you know. Um, Willie the Boatman was a convict who, Scottish convict who came to Australia in the 1800s and his job was to... Um, row across the Mighty Cooks River. Mm. Um, back then it would have been mighty. It's not so mighty now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's in our neighbourhood and uh, and we own it. So uh, we wanted to, you know, uh, align our business to our local area. Paying homage to thirsty work. I love it. Look, there are a million breweries around Sydney and across Australia, in fact. How do you sort of set yourself apart in something that really is a flooded market these days? There's, there's a lot of us around. Um, the only way you can set yourself apart is to really grow organically and work mm. within your community and uh, really get the community to back you in mm. and then grow from there. You've actually backed the community as well because you've named a lot of your beers after local heroes. It's the best thing for beer sales, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Including, indeed, the federal opposition leader, Mr Albanese. Yeah, uh, Albo's our local member and uh, an all-round good guy in our area. Um, and so, yeah, we name a lot of our... Because Willie the Boatman's obviously a dead legend, yes. uh, we decided to name a lot of our beers after living local legends. I'll tell you what, the, the Bob Hawke beer is going great guns and I downed a few on the weekend. Who knows, Al? Elbow, the pro- store a few on the side. He may <laughs> well become millions. Prime Minister. That's right. <laughs> it's down at the National Library. I've got it down there. <laughs> what exactly is a microbrewery? Look, a microbrewery, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a loose term, but I suppose a small independent brewery, we, we produce about under 500,000 litres a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we want to produce a lot more, but <laughs> at the moment that's our capacity. Um, but there's guys in the market who are producing less than 100,000 a year, you know, and they're, they're just running little brew pubs and little cafe, beer cafes around town. 
um, they're, owned, they're mum and dad businesses owned by local people in your local neighbourhood. Mm. Having a microbrewery or a small brewery, I, I see it has its <coughs> advantages and its disadvantages. I think one of the advantages is that you can be hands-on and really impart what you want on the flavour of that beer. But I always wonder how you can keep it as consistent as you would like it to be, given that it may not be as automated as some of the bigger processes. Actually, you know what? That's a really good point. And I must admit, the um, um, the Independent uh, Beer uh, Brewers Association have really worked quite hard with us all, mm. um, trying to you know raise the quality and, and also but keep our beer consistent. So most little breweries now have little labs. We all test our yeast. Um, you know, we do cell counts. Um, you know, uh, the grains that we get, you know... Um, they, they're still it's still an organic produce, so sometimes they're they're red There's hot. a bit of volatility in between. There's them. A, there can be a bit of volatility, um, but hopefully the average beer punter won't pick that up. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, how important is it for you to be able to produce the same style of beer time after time? Incredibly important. Mm. So, um, so style and um, consistency and quality are the three most important things in our business. Now, before we get on to the big, the big topics of the day, you brought a few in here, and yeah. I wanted to yeah. ask you specifically about one that you've put together because I think it's a really interesting style. So, we've got Willie the Boatman Nectar of the Hops, and it's a New England IPA, or in the trade, Luke, they'll call it a Nipa. So, it's a it's a cloudy beer. Yes, it's a hazy beer. Tell us two things. Number one, what makes a beer hazy? And number two, why are they so damn popular? Uh, well, they're so damn tasty. That makes them very popular. Um, <laughs> and the other reason is that they're... Um, oh, actually, I forgot the question. I was looking at you two drinking. <laughs> Where's mine? You just a little bit <laughs> so, what, <laughs> um, what makes them hazy? What makes them have that cloudy okay, characteristic? Yeah, okay, sorry. Now I'm back on track now. Um, okay, the, the thing that makes them hazy... <coughs> oh, jeez, I'm not having a good run here. <laughs> Uh, the thing that makes them hazy is the yeast, yes. um, and it's a Vermont yeast, which is very hard to get in in Australia. Mm-hmm. Some brewers trick it up, and they might put a bit of flour into their into their work to um, to to create that haziness. Mm. Uh, we is that d- cheating? Oh, I think so, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you who does it. And we'll put a list up online later. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, please. Um, look, yeah, a lot of brewers put a... No, not a lot. Some do put flour in. We try to use... Uh, we don't use a Vermont yeast. We use a, um, an old English yeast. Um, and because it doesn't flocculate as hard as the um, American dry and ale yeast, it leaves a lot of, um, it leaves a lot of yeast and uh, hop fragments in mm. the, is suspended in the beer. So that's how the beer is hazy. How many would we have to drink for us to be hazy? <laughs> 5.8%, not many. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the serious stuff for a bit because, it's, as we were saying, Australians, they love their craft beer. They love their independent beer. But do they really know what they're getting? No, I would say uh, unless you see a little symbol on the on the decal or on the can of your beer which says this is an independent Australian beer, you really don't know what you get. So that's how we know we have to look out for that symbol. Yeah, you look out for the uh, um, the Independent Brewers Association um, sim- uh, seal of independence, and that will tell you that it's a legit independent brewery. And I think it's a wonderful initiative for, for several reasons. I've worked in the liquor game my entire adult life and what happened to the wine industry is it went down this path where something like 60 or 70% of the wines that you see on the bigger bigger boys' shelves are what you call a buyer's own brand. So they go and buy the juice, they go and get a clean skin, they whack their own label on it. And we talked about it right at the very beginning. 
That's fine as long as people know what they're purchasing. I think it's the stories behind the craft beer industry that probably are more appealing to me because at the end of the day, yes, there might be subtle differences in pale ale flavour, but I really want to know it's a bloke like Pat sitting there as a labour of love, understanding his customer, understanding his product. It must be infuriating for you to walk into bottle shops and pubs and see all these brands that you know don't really exist existing. Yeah, it, it can be frustrating. I mean, particularly when you see taps that, uh, you know, taps are, are gold in this city, and when you've got only two players mm-hmm. in in the in the realm, it's uh, it can be a struggle getting a beer on tap. And the, you, you'll see something that you know is not a craft beer that or an independent beer on tap in a so-called craft beer pub. It uh, it can bring a tear to your eye. But uh, you know, a lot of work is happening in the industry, and we're mm-hmm. we're really trying to sort of you know educate the public. And even beers that Australians may think, gee, this beer is Australian. Many of them aren't and haven't been for a long time. That's right. The great uh, the great VB. You know, matter mm. of fact, I, I haven't got it now because uh, we <laughs> haven't had it for years. So yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, obviously, it's Carlton United Breweries, and we mentioned this last week, sold out for some sixteen billion dollars. How do you see that affecting the liquor industry, and more? importantly what you're doing as an independent brewer actually you know what i i I think it's actually quite positive for independent brewers because i mean as we're saying just before um cub hasn't been an australian company for years so it's great that it's getting all this attention and it's actually not an australian company it's a japanese company that's Mm. bought it um so what i think now what i hopefully think is all these uh, patriotic uh, made in australian uh, consumers out there will now look at independent brewers and go oh is that what the guys down the street are doing Mm. where can we get our hands on willie the boatman willie the boatman can be found in the best brewery in Mary Street, St Peter's, <laughs> 75, um, and all good um, independent uh, bottle shops and hotels. And your tasting rooms open there Thursday through Sunday? Thursday through Sunday. Check out the website. That is willytheboatman.com.au, and the man behind it is Pat McInerney. Pat, really appreciate your time in here tonight. Thank you. Cheers, guys.